The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about why only the strongest survive in the search game. Joining us is Jason Barnard, who is an author, speaker, and consultant at Calicube, which is a groundbreaking digital marketing agency that pioneered the concept of exact match brand SERPs. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not, because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. And today, Jason and I are going to talk about just that. We're going to talk about the importance and the definition of brand SERPs. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jason Barnard, author, speaker, and consultant at Calicube. Jason, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you very much. Absolutely lovely to be here, Benjamin. Honor and a privilege to have you on the show. And, you know, in some ways, I think of you as the godfather of the brand SERP. So talk to me a little bit about your history with brand SERPs. How did you end up focusing on this specific area of search? Well, I mean, right now, 2020, end of 2020, it's pretty easy to be the godfather of brand SERPs because I'm the only person that I know of talking about it in the digital marketing industry. I suspect in 2021, there's going to be, or I hope there's going to be more people talking about it, at which point it will probably be more difficult for me to be the godfather or the... I think I will always be the founder. And the reason I started it was seven or eight years ago, I realized that every time I walked out of a meeting with a client, they searched my name. And I thought, what happens if when they search my name, I look really impressive? So I spent what I thought would be three or four months getting it right. And it took me, it actually ended up taking me about a year. It's a slower process than one would imagine. But after a year, what appeared when you searched my name, Jason Barnard, 
was very positive, very digital marketing, and it impressed the clients to the point at which I went from maybe 50% to 80% conversion rate. But more importantly, nobody ever argued about my prices anymore. That's interesting. So there is a value of what shows up when you search your own name. (laughs) The joke that I have related to brand search is it's the mother-in-law test. When you start dating someone, your potential mother-in-law or their mom, Mm. of course, Googles your name. Now, I have this problem where there's another podcast host named Ben Shapiro. I generally go by Benjamin Shapiro to try to differentiate. But he always shows up first for my branded search. So whether it would be my consulting practice, my podcast, you know, my personal life, whenever anybody searches me, there tends to be a extremely right-leaning Republican commentator that shows up. It drives me nuts. What do I do? Right. Well, there are a couple of things there. Number one is I'm not talking about branded search. I'm talking about exact match brand search. So it's your exact name. I I mean, your name plus podcast isn't something I actually deal with because I'm looking at what Google thinks the world thinks about you. Google's reflection of the world's opinion of you. And that's phenomenally important. And as soon as you move outside the exact match, you start to lose that focus. So I'm looking at this focus about who you are, what you do, who your audience is, and most importantly, how Google perceives that. And Google's perception is a reflection of the world's perception of you. So if we move away from branded search, i.e. any kind of term that includes your brand name, let's focus on exact match. Now, I just searched for Ben Shapiro. And yes, you have the American commentator on the right-hand side with his knowledge panel. You've got top stories about him and you are absolutely nowhere to be seen. And that's an unfortunate problem when you have a name that you share with somebody who is very present in a digital sense. And as you rightly say, if you immediately say, well, in that case, I'm going to call myself Benjamin and get people to for Benjamin, the result actually changes. You still have his knowledge panel on the right-hand side, but we have benshap.com, which I imagine is you. That's me. As number two, and your Twitter account comes up. It doesn't come up number one because he beats you on that one. It's quite interesting. And if I look at Ben Shapiro, the American commentator, his official site in his knowledge panel is twitter.com. He has no home for his entity. And that's a phenomenal mistake on his part. Google thinks that his entity lives on Twitter. That's an appalling thing to be taken for because Twitter then has control of his entity. Your entity, Benjamin Shapiro, lives on benshap.com. That's much better. So you're beating him on one thing. All right. That's good to hear. So all I have to do is have Twitter remove his account. Let's find something where he breaks terms of service. (laughs) We report it to Twitter and, you know, now I'm good. That is one thing you could do. With a name like this, I mean, you have that question. I mean, the American commentator has made the mistake of allowing Google to think that Twitter is where he is the best represented and he should really have a site that represents him and a page on that site that represents him as an entity. 
Now you have that. So you definitely have a lot of hope and a lot of possibilities to actually develop that and share the Ben Shapiro SERP with him. And for the Benjamin Shapiro, I would imagine you could probably take it over because his reference to himself is pretty much always Ben. Another trick, if anyone's interested, is to add a middle initial. I've talked to a lot of people who've done that in the past. If you add a middle initial and you convince people to search with that middle initial, that helps to disambiguate. And that's the question. It's how ambiguous is it? How sure is Google that you're actually looking for that specific person? That's actually why I created the website and all of my social handles are under Ben J. Shap because the idea was that people would search for something different knowing that Ben Shapiro was a political commentator. And so all of my personal branding has been under Ben J. Shap with my name written as Benjamin. And this is really a personal branding problem and maybe not something that everybody runs into. 100%. Talk to me about how brand serfs are relevant to organizations and to businesses. Is this a problem that, you know, are businesses running into other companies that have the same name as them? Well, that's a very interesting question because, I mean, as human beings, we tend to share names. I mean, rare are the people who actually have a unique first and second name combination. So obviously, we have this problem with ambiguity. And then Google is looking at the probability that we're searching for you and not the other Ben Shapiro. And that probability is where you're always going to run into problems. Now with brands, because in each individual company, you will have copywriting, trademarking, there is a tendency for that overlap to exist much less. It still exists because obviously you can have the same brand name in different industries within the same country, but you have a double kind of protection, one of which is geolocation and the other of which is that trademarking. So, for example, if you're searching for, I mean, one great example would be Paper Gecko. I saw it earlier on, a guy called David Sace, who's in the UK. He called his digital marketing agency Paper Gecko. He has the problem in the UK that there are multiple companies with the name Paper Gecko. And in the US, there are several companies with the name Paper Gecko, but Google does not confuse them between the UK and the US because it can see that it's two different entities because the location is different. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. 
That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Not to go back to the political sphere, but there was a funny coincidence that happened in American politics where the current president of the United States was holding a press conference thinking it was going to be at the Four Seasons and they accidentally reserved the Four Seasons landscaping company location in the parking lot to have this press conference. Now, that's an example where you have two brands that are similar. And how should Google be trying to avoid confusion between the two? I mean, this is a very good example of, I talked about geolocation and I talked about industry. But we can also talk about time because Four Seasons, if I search it today in the US, I get the Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts, which is the company that runs the hotels as the knowledge panel, which is logical because it's the most famous. It's the one we all think of and hence the mistake of the president. But when I look in the news, I see an interview with the owner of the sex shop next to the Four Seasons landscaping. So we have the trending aspect of this, which is that the probability that I'm actually looking for Donald Trump's press conference in a landscaping company next to a sex shop is very high right now. Give it two weeks, it's going to be very low, and the Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts will come back and those top stories will drop off. So you're immediately looking at this question of, well, in fact, you've got geo, you've got name, you've got industry, and you've got this concept of time, which is phenomenally interesting. So you mentioned that there was a value that you derived out of owning the brand SERP for your name. Talk to me about how you think about ROI when it comes to owning the brand SERP and controlling what Google displays about your name specifically. Right. Well, I mean, who are the most important people to your business? The A-list people for your business. It's your clients, it's your prospects, it's your investors, it's your partners, it's potential hires, it's journalists who are going to write something nice about you, we hope. All of these people search your brand name at some point. Your clients, potentially multiple times per day. So your bottom line is going to be affected systematically every single day by your brand set, what people see when they search your brand name. And they might only be searching your brand name to navigate to your site, which is often the case for clients. But it doesn't mean to say they don't see and register in their minds everything else that is on that SERP. So you really need to dominate it. If you can dominate it, if you can control it, you can make it positive, accurate, and convincing, at which point you're going to reduce client churn You're going to increase your conversion rate from the prospects that are checking up on you or navigating to your site. You're going to get more of those great articles from journalists who think, yeah, they look great. You're going to get more of those potential hires signing on because A, what we see on Google is something that is imprinted on our minds. But B, we trust Google. Like it or not, we all trust Google. I guess the last question I have for you related to brand surfs is... Yes, we all trust Google. Yes, the brand SERP is important. Yes, it's going to influence your business's ROI. What can you do to control it? Well, I mean, if you search my brand name, my personal brand name, Jason Barnard, you can see that I actually control all of it. And that's despite the fact there are 300 Jason Barnards in the world, including a podcast host who does music, a footballer, an ice hockey player, a reasonably famous religious 
preacher person in America, a couple of criminals in their orange jumpsuits. I'm competing with a lot of people who could potentially get there. But what I've managed to do is control that brand set. And I work with clients to make sure that they control it, i.e. in terms of a brand, they control that brand set. Now, if you look at it from the top down, number one, you need to rank number one. Everyone thinks, yeah, that's easy. <laughs> Great. Yeah, fine. As long as it's not ambiguous, you will rank number one. It's not as easy as you think, trust me. <laughs> Well, if we're talking about brands, it tends to be easy because of that lack of ambiguity between different countries and different industries. But if you look underneath that number one result, do you have the rich site links? Does Google show that big chunk of rich site links where people can navigate to parts of your site? Maybe not. 50% of brands don't have that. Underneath that, do you have videos? Do you have Twitter boxes? Do you have images? Do you have results that reflect well on your brand? Or do you have things that you do not control? or things that are negative, or your competitors, you would be very surprised, or in fact, you probably wouldn't be surprised that an awful lot of brands do not control what appears when somebody Googles their brand name. And that's a phenomenally fundamental mistake from a digital marketing perspective. If you've made all that effort to get a client or a prospect on board to the point at which they're going to search your name, you want to make sure that what they see is phenomenally positive, accurate, and convincing. So having the book Porn Generation show up when somebody searches your name, not necessarily a good thing for ROI. <laughs> no, definitely not a good thing for ROI. Thanks, other Ben Shapiro. Appreciate that one. <laughs> From a brand perspective, if we come back to the Four Seasons Hotels, you can also see whether or not your content strategy and your digital ecosystem are healthy. If Google isn't showing positive things about you, it means that it deems the world's opinion of you to be less than positive. You need to start thinking about why Google is showing that. It's showing it because it feels that it's relevant and valuable. If that content doesn't match your brand message, your brand image, then you need to start thinking, why is it showing it? If it's showing it, it's because Google thinks that it's relevant and valuable. If it thinks it's relevant and valuable, why? There is always a reason. Dig down and figure out where you're getting it wrong to the point at which Google is pushing up these bad results and seeing or imagining that they are representative of your brand. We live in a brand new age where owning your name isn't as simple as it used to be. Brilliant. And we're going to continue this conversation with Jason Barnard tomorrow. So that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jason Barnard, author, speaker, and consultant at Calicube. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jason, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Jason M. Barnard, J-A-S-O-N-M-B-A-R-N-A-R-D. Or you can visit his company's website, which is calicube.pro, which is K-A-L-I-C-U-B-E dot P-R-O. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O.
And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. And if you haven't subscribed and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 